Thank you for joining me, Mark. Thanks for having me. So you commenced oral arguments in front of the state Supreme Court this morning in the redistricting lawsuit. So for the listeners who may not be familiar with that language, what exactly are the oral arguments? This is an opportunity for the justices of the Supreme Court to ask the lawyers for both sides whatever questions they might have and for the lawyers to, you know, it's their last chance to sort of speak to the court. They filed their brief. This is a chance to make any point that, you know, each side feels important or compelling. So we had, I think, 160 minutes of, of argument today in, in the Wisconsin Supreme Court. What happened during today's proceedings? What were your main points? Well, you know, the main points that we wanted to make and hopefully made to the justices was that the legal claims in this issue or in this case are about the fact that Wisconsin has some 75 legislative districts that have detached pieces of territory all throughout the state. And that violates the sort of basic plain text of the state's constitution, which says that those districts have to have what's called contiguous territory. And that's a pretty basic word. It means that everything has to be touching. And and right now, most of the districts across the state aren't. And it, it takes a bit to fix that because of the way municipal boundaries correspond with wards and the legislative districts. And so we made the point to the court that they have to apply the text as it's written. And so the maps are unconstitutional. The other issue with the maps is that the court imposed them in the Johnson, what's called the Johnson litigation in 2021 and 2022. They were the maps that the legislature proposed and the governor vetoed them. But nevertheless, the court just sort of didn't take on any judicial role, just to put the the legislature's maps in place. And, and so we argue that that violates the separation of powers. The governor vetoed it, the legislature failed to override it, and the court can't then put that exact same map in place and effectively have a judicial override of the governor's veto. And so what arguments did the Wisconsin Elections Commission present to defend the current voting maps? So the Elections Commission hasn't really taken a position in the case. They, they administer the election. So they've basically just said, whatever you do, please have it done by, you know, March. The legislature intervened in the case to defend the map, as did a group of private voters. And they, <laughs> they kind of, I, and from my perspective, they dance around the, the actual text of the Constitution. I, I, I think it's kind of hard to say that contiguous territory means that you can have a bunch of detached pieces everywhere. That's just not the plain language of that provision. But they tried to come up with arguments for why they thought that was the case, because, you know, the municipalities touched each other or something. But their primary argument then was, well, if this is unconstitutional, then we shouldn't fix it right now, because this should have been brought up earlier. But of course, there's never too soon and it's never too late to comply with the Wisconsin Constitution. So it's hard to try to <laughs> characterize someone else's argument as opposing you, but that's sort of my take on it and, and my view of the argument that they made. So you mentioned the timing, and that was an issue that Justice Bradley also questioned. I think she insinuated that you waited to file until after the court flipped to a liberal majority. What is your response to that? You know, courts change all the time. There's elections for these positions almost every year. Uh, You know, sometimes there's not one, but most years we have these elections. The court changes all the time. Redistricting lawsuits are generally filed around uh, August of the preceding year. And it's just, I just disagree with the idea in general that particularly this question of contiguity. I mean, this isn't a, I don't think this depends on who's elected to the Supreme Court. I think this, this should be unanimous. This is not a controversial issue about what this question of what this word means. So I I guess I just don't, I don't see it through that lens. This isn't a partisan issue. You know, we've said to the court that 
when the court is in a position of remedying a constitutional violation, it has to ensure that the map it selects is not skewed in favor of one party. And that's just a sort of a universally accepted or near universally accepted principle of judicial neutrality. If the court's putting a map in place, it needs to not pick sides. So that's an obviously an incredibly important point. The current map is probably the most gerrymandered map in the country. And it got worse with the map the court put in place this last time. And that, that should never happen. And so how long has your group been working on this lawsuit behind the scenes? Oh, I, you know, it takes, if you, if you looked at the petition we filed and the substantial brief, you know, that takes a little bit of time. But so this was, you know, prepared over the, over the summer to get ready. And, and frankly, <laughs> the other thing I would say is it was not like this was held back. It was filed when it was ready. I would have preferred to have had some more time with it to get it ready. There were several sleepless nights in the advance of filing it. So this is not like an easy undertaking or, or one that you sit and lie and wait with. What kind of reception did you get from the justices today regarding your arguments? Aside from Justice Bradley, what sort of questions did you get, that kind of thing? I think the justices were probing the, you know, the when they're looking at a constitutional provision, they look to see what the original public meaning of it was back in 1848 when the Constitution was ratified. And so I think they were probing that, and they had some incisive questions about, about that. And so I think they were they have a body of case law that says that contiguous means touching, so it's not, it's not too hard of a, a conclusion to come to, but I think they were giving it due attention. And so what is your timeline moving forward? It sounds like from what you said at the start of this interview, the oral arguments are sort of the wrap up after you filed all of your documents. So what are the next steps after this and how long will the arguments take? The next steps after this, you know, the court will issue, presumably will issue its decision on the legal questions. And if we prevail, then the court would would have set up a process to have a new what they're called remedial maps put in place. And I I can't really speculate what that would look like. We've we've suggested a process to the court that would involve appointing a neutral expert to kind of make recommendations to the court. Whether they do that, you know, we'll see. And do you expect the ruling to be in your favor, or is it too early to speculate? I never like to speculate about how a court is going to rule. I think the ruling should be in our favor on the law. I think it's a pretty clear question of the meaning of a word that has a common meaning in the English language. But I, I would never speculate about how a court's going to rule. And so you suggested to the court a nonpartisan group or, or individual that would propose new maps. And then, as you said, the, the court would make the final determination on how that is done. Do you have any insight on what that would look like? Well, you know, we've we've suggested, you know, have the have the parties make proposals, propose maps to that expert and, and have that person then make a report and recommendation to the Supreme Court. But there's any number of ways to handle the process and the court's really in charge of deciding how it wants it to look. Would they be able to establish new maps in time? Oh, there's definitely time to have new maps for the twenty twenty four election. We're we're on the same schedule or perhaps even further ahead of the schedule that got the current maps in place. So there there's really no issue there. Thank you again for agreeing to speak with me, Mark. Great. Thanks. Have a nice day. You too. That was Mark Gaber of the Campaign Legal Center. He's the attorney that presented the oral arguments for the petitioners in the redistricting lawsuit before the state Supreme Court. Those oral arguments took place earlier today. Mark says the lawsuit was filed when they were ready and not timed to coincide with the court's flip to a liberal majority. He says that the Supreme Court should have plenty of time to establish new voting maps, if necessary, before the election cycle in 2024. 